Welcome to Guardian Outpost. This is episode number 24. What's up, guys? David here with you. Thank you very much, everybody, for tuning in to this week's episode. Uh, of course, you can follow me on Twitter at Guardian Outpost, and you can follow my Twitch channel, twitch.tv slash Guardian Outpost, to uh, get more of me if more of me is what you want. Uh, thank you, everybody, for listening to last week's episode with Paul Tassi. Uh, you guys seem to love Paul. I love to have Paul on. I've said this countless of times. If if it wasn't for Paul's uh, weird schedule where he's always busy, always doing other things, I would have him as my co-host, man. He always has a lot of good things to say about Destiny. Him and I seem to hit it off and always have a lot of stuff to talk about Destiny and say things about Destiny. Him and I could just go hours and hours talking about the game of Destiny. So what went on this week on Destiny? Well, it seems like everybody is in all in a huff and puff about the um, the new Spark of Light $30 thing that came out on Xbox One Store and coming out soon on PS4 Store if it's not out already. I don't know. To me, it just feels, it feels like a lot of uh, fake criticism, fake um, fake outrage from people. I, I feel like somebody got outraged and everybody just followed followed suit and, be, and became outraged with them as well. To me, it seems like people just want to out outrage each other. You know, it's like, oh, I'm mad and I'm going to be madder than you and you're going to be madder than me and we're all going to be madder than each other and we're just going to yell and scream and be mad. We don't know what we're mad about, but we're just going to be mad. Because they're forcing us to buy stuff that we don't want. When in actuality, none of us really have to buy uh, that stuff. And those that, that play the game as much as I do, us one percenters, we really don't have to worry about uh, this $30 spark of light. It really is the biggest non-story ever. It's like I just feel like Destiny, anything that comes out about Destiny, Bungie, Activision, people just want to jump down its throat. And just get all huff and puff about it. You know, rip their shirts off, be Hulk Hogan, and go from corner to corner going, Yeah! Are you outraged just me? Yeah! Let's all be outraged! So to me, it's not such a big deal. It doesn't really change uh, what I do in the game. It doesn't really matter to me. To me, fine. Hey, man, if somebody wants to pay $30 and be level 25, cool, man. That means more people are going to play Iron Banner with me, more people that are going to play... Uh, PvP with me and, and end of game stuff, you know, raids and, and the such. So, you know what? More power to those people. You know, they're catering to the casuals. They're catering to the new players. And that's and that's what they're doing. They're not, they're, 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 it doesn't matter uh, to us. To me, it doesn't really matter. And it doesn't matter if I run into somebody that already has their subclass uh, ranked all the way up in, in, in PvP. It, do, it doesn't matter to me. So, you know, to, to me, once again, it just feels like fake outrage. It just feels like fake outrage from everybody. And if you're outraged by this, you know, I really think you, you should kind of not worry about it because it doesn't really affect you in any in any way form. If you if you if if you're offended by the price that oh it's thirty dollars, it's half the game, it's half the price of a game. You know, it it doesn't matter. It's not your money. It's someone else's money. So don't don't worry about that very much. It doesn't really affect you that much. Destiny is still a great game, and uh, and uh, you know this just means we're just gonna have more people to play with. So so again, fake outrage, fake. <laughs> fake outcry, and I don't think people are actually offended by this. They just want to yell and scream because, because Bungie is that kind of game, man. I mean, Destiny is that kind of game. It's so polarizing. It's probably one of the most polarizing games right now, uh, going out there right now. It's either, it's either you love it or you hate it, and you love to. And if you and if you love it, you scream from the mountaintops how much you love it. And if you hate it, you scream from so much from the mountaintops how much you hate it. I mean, there's other games have done the same thing, and you don't hear much about it. You don't hear much huff and puff about. About Star Wars Battlefront having fifty dollars DLC, or if you pre-ordered the game and paid a little extra, you got the strongest gun in the game. The strongest gun in the game was available to those that pre-ordered the game and paid a little extra. A gun that you get at the end of the game when you when you play through Star Wars Battlefront. If you paid a little extra at the beginning of the game, you were able to get the most powerful gun in the game. So I uh, don't see many people huffing and puffing about that, but 
Again, like I say, Destiny, probably the most polarizing game right now. And people just want to either love it, hate it. And I said, those that hate it are the loudest of the, uh, of the people that, that, that are about Destiny. You know, the, the, the most vocal minority are those that don't like the game, that don't like what, what Bungie does and don't, don't like what Activision does. But again, to me, it's no big deal. And it's really just a lot of fake outrage. All right. Outside of the world to Destiny, let's go to our guys Webby Up with a Webby update. Hey everyone, Jason from Webby Up here, and I've got your nerd news for the week. There's finally a light at the end of all this Konami Tunnel madness. Hideo Kojima is finally free from their non-compete contract. In fact, Kojima has gone on to launch a new studio on his own with some of his former Kojima production staff members, and he's already working with Sony to make their debut game a new console-exclusive title for PlayStation platforms. A heck of a lot of Smash Brothers news dumped this week as a part of the final Direct presentation, and it was announced that Bayonetta is going to be the final character to appear in the game. The news comes after Nintendo also revealed that Cloud Strife from Final Fantasy VII will be a playable character. He's actually available to download right now. Also announced this week, Corrin from Fire Emblem will join the fight this February, and new costume DLC will also be released. We're also getting new Amiibo figurines on March 18th, which will include Ryu, Roy, and Rob. And everyone's favorite mustachioed plumber making a comeback on the Wii U. The ESRB outing the news that Super Mario Galaxy will be releasing soon on the Wii U. However, it appears this won't be an HD remaster, but more of a straight port of the game. DICE is moving on from Star Wars Battlefront and confirms it is working on a new Battlefield game. Development director Dan Vanderlyn spilled the beans on Twitter this weekend, saying they've already begun work on the next entry in the military shooter franchise. DICE is still going to be working on future content for Star Wars, but many members will be shifting into the next game. Esports getting an extra push into the mainstream as Electronic Arts announces it's expanding into a new branch called the EA Competitive Gaming Division. This dedicated branch will focus on competitive gaming competitions for EA franchises like Madden or Battlefield, and they're hoping to create new experiences for their games with massive live events. Pete Moore will move into the new role to lead the new division as EA's Executive VP of Chief Competition Officer. Activision has already announced it will work with Major League Gaming, and Blizzard is already involved with esports for a while with titles like World of Warcraft and StarCraft. That's your nerd news for the week. This is Jason with Webby Up. All right, that was Jason from Webby Up. Once again, I want to thank those guys. Every single week, they give us some great news. Uh, the world of uh, the world of news, uh, gaming news, TV news, uh, movie news, all kinds of stuff. Of course, we are we are now in Star Wars time. I just talked about Star Wars Battlefront, but we we're, we're now in Star Wars time. It is it is official as of uh, the time of recording. Uh, it's one day before Star Wars Day, and Star Wars should be out already today in theaters. Uh, on Thursday, you know, on a Thursday, I know a lot of people are gonna go, are gonna see it on Thursday. I know there's plenty of movie theaters gonna show a lot early on Thursday. So, uh, please, guys, no spoilers, no spoiler for everybody. Don't tell anybody about the movie. Let everybody enjoy the movie themselves and uh, don't say anything. All right, uh, let's go out and get to our guest this week. My guest is Swain from Crucible Radio, and that interview went like this. All right, my guest this week on the podcast. Uh, you guys may know him from Crucible Radio. Uh, his name is Swain. Swain, how you doing, man? I'm doing pretty good. How are you? I'm good. Doing good, man. I'm, th- I'm thanks for uh, for joining me this week on the podcast. Been meaning to to have you guys on for a while. You guys are you guys are two very busy gentlemen. Uh, you and Bones uh, with your Crucible Radio. Uh, first, let's start right there, man. What 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 was the inspiration? What made you guys? Obviously, the inspiration was Destiny. So you know what? We'll go further back. What <laughs> what what brought you to the game of Destiny? Uh, I mean, I I was looking for a PS4. Uh, I needed to pick one up because mine stopped 
work, my PS3 stopped working. So it's been a while since I played video games, actually. Uh, the last one before Destiny was probably, oh man, Pokemon on like a 3DS was probably <laughs> it. <laughs> um, but You're we, the first I, person to tell me they went from Pokemon to Destiny. Yeah, I mean, it, I uh, I played a lot of Pokemon for a little while, uh, mostly as like a, a hobby type thing. Uh, and then I needed a new PS3, I needed a new PS4, and my buddy actually worked on Destiny in Seattle as a tester for before release. And he he was, you know, talking it up. He was like, it's one of the best games that I played. He's like, I still play it even after testing it for, you know, a thousand hours before a release. Um, so... I picked up PS4. And I was like, yeah, I'll just throw it on there. Like, I'll grab it if I like it. I like it. You know, I'm not. I have a bad track record of picking up games and just like playing a day's worth and then be like, ah, that's fine. Um, but it sunk its claws into me, and here I am. You know, a year and a half later, uh, a year or so later, and I play it almost every single day. <laughs> yeah, man, I'm with you there. Like I said, you're the first Pokemon player to come on over to Destiny. Yeah, it's uh, it, it, I'm very similar to you as well, uh, Swain. I um, I'm very I'm known for picking up a game, playing it for like a day or two, and then dropping it. And then mm-hmm. Destiny is that game that just you know, like like you say, man, hook, hook, hooked its got its claws into me. So <laughs> um, so obviously you know the inspiration behind the podcast, man, Crucible Radio. How'd that? How'd you guys get that going? Well, um, I was. On the playbook, the Crucible playbook on Reddit, and it, right around when uh, the trials dropped in House of Wolves, I was really excited to try and get better at at uh, the Crucible. I played a lot of PVE. I was probably biggest on trying to like <clears throat> uh, stretch Crota Zen, <laughs> doing solo runs. Me and my buddy were trying to two man uh, Crota at that point. Uh, because that was like one of the toughest things you could do, and it was all, it was all about like trying to find the tough thing to do. And I started getting into the Crucible when Trials came out, and I was like, I'm terrible at this. I need to find. I'm big on trying to like find all of the info I can about something, learning and learning, learning. And I uh, found the playbook. Spent a lot of time on there. Uh, my day job, I I actually spent a lot of time, you know, not by myself, but like on the you know prepping food and stuff. So. A lot of times I have uh, headphones in, so I uh, listen to a lot of podcasts, and I was like, you know what? There's no there's no Crucible podcast. I want to get better at it, and I, that's what I want to listen to right now. Like, I want to listen to someone talk about the Crucible and getting better, better at it. So uh, I put a post up on re- uh, the playbook, and I was like, hey, who would be interested in something like this? Is it a, you know, I put feelers out there and all that, and um Birds, who runs the playbook, he is the founding father of the playbook. Uh, he messaged me and he's like, "I'd be totally into into doing that with you." And um, we could promote it on the playbook, all that, you know. And uh, Bones also hit me up uh, via message and was like, "Yeah, that I've got podcasting experience. I've done it before. You know, I would love to get in on something like this. You know, Crystal's really getting you know sinking his claws into me, and uh, let's let's put something together." So. 26 episodes later here i am <laughs> and you guys yeah you guys have blown up uh it's 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 amazing you even got a trip to bungie what was that like uh it was it was pretty amazing it was a, it was quite the trip for me because i live i live on the other coast i live in the east coast so i had to fly all the way out there um finally got to meet birds and bones for the first time 
and uh, we got to tour Bungie, got the the whole nine yards. It was it was amazing. It, it's one of those experiences that I didn't expect to be happening so quickly. Yeah, <laughs> you know, when we put it together, we're like, maybe one day we'll be like good enough to go to Bungie, and then it happened like two months into it <laughs> that is crazy man yeah one day one day although our podcasts are almost similar because this is i think this is um i don't want to get this wrong i think this is episode 23 for me and uh you got this is great man I, um you guys really do put some good content i do listen to your podcast a lot and i enjoy it and Thank yeah you. you guys chose crucible man why i mean why crucible it is one of the most polarizing parts of <laughs> destiny it is either people love it or they hate it or they hate it a lot. Why? Why? Why Crucible, man? Uh, I mean, we chose it because it's one of those things in Destiny that requires you to try your hardest to get better at. Um, you know, you can do PVE, you can be really good at PVE, but like going up against someone else, you know, on the other side of the connection, trying to outsmart you and out, you know, outplay you every step of the way, uh, it's kind of like sports and for someone who's as competitive as i am and as competitive as bones is and birds uh we thought it was great to like try and bring you know the sports side of it you know we do interviews with a sports psychologist every once in a while he talks about you know the mind game uh we trying to get in the heads of all of the uh the guests we bring on you know what what are they doing differently what's their their trick to the crucible what what's their play style uh there's so much to you know delve into in the crucible and it it makes for uh good uh talkings <laughs> yeah it's amazing man um i don't know if you've ever heard of ignite plays uh, oh, i love ignite <laughs> you love ignite of course you've heard of ignite ignite he i had him on my podcast and he talked about that man he he gets he gets so analytical and mathematical. You know, that's not even a word. Jesus, I just, <laughs> I just made that up. Anyway, he just gets he he gets so analytical when it comes to 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 PvP and how he does things. And he looks at weapons and he sees how these guys run and how jump. And I'm like, man, what? Like, how is it that you guys think about that? All I'm thinking about, and you guys can go ahead and take this. I'm gonna give you this clip, and you go ahead and take this clip and give it to your sports psychologist friend. All <laughs> I'm thinking about is, listen, I'm running around and I just want to shoot you in the head. That's all I want to do. <laughs> I want to shoot you in the head before you shoot me in the head. I'm not thinking yeah. about what you're wearing or what I'm wearing. I'm just like, listen, I have this gun and I want to shoot you in the head with it. But then yeah. you got guys like you, like, 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 how was you guys think like? I don't think like that at all. Uh, it took some. It's definitely taken some uh, retraining of how I think. Uh, I definitely had the same mindset when I was first starting the Crucible, and then I, like I said, I'm very competitive. And it took me thinking, like, all right, well, if I'm going to get better, I need to know, you know, all the ins and outs, the different archetypes of guns, the different, you know, uh, perks, you know, way things can be loaded out, you know, when it comes to your perks or your guns and your perks on your guns and, you know, all that. And it it becomes this whole crazy amalgamation of, you know, the perks that just make up, you know, what makes you good, Uh and House of Wolves had like the reforging, which made it really easy to you know find that perfect loadout. Mm-hmm. Um, it's become a little bit different now that we have uh, no more reforging. So, uh, but it, it's it's nice. I like I like the getting into the other player's mind and figuring out where they're going to be and anticipating because that's probably one of the biggest things. Is uh, if you jump into a crucible match, you can easily anticipate someone else's behaviors uh based on what you see 
That that that's crazy, man. I don't think that. I've always been a running gunner for my whole my whole life. Any PvP, you know, Call of Duty, Halo, uh, Battlefield, every every PvP now Destiny, every PvP. I'm just a running gunner, man. I just run and gun. <laughs> I've never sat back and sniped. I've never been that guy that lurks in a corner and yeah. waits for somebody around and hits hits him with a shotgun. I've always been the guy. Listen, I'm running to you. I'm running to you. You better be ready because I'm gonna run to you and I'm running at you so, hard. And so I'm you're gonna, the so you're the type that runs around the corner and gets sniped as soon as you hit that corner. I'm right? that guy, man. I'm that guy that <laughs> that's constantly getting sniped. I'm that guy that runs around the corner, is constantly getting getting uh, hit with uh, with a shotgun around the corner. But I've learned I've learned a little bit uh, to kind of. When I see a person to start backing up, that's now my new thing is what I, when I see this, I, it's like, oh, I see somebody. I start backing up and shooting. So I guess, I guess I'm getting a little better. So let's get, let's, let's get into this, man. We got the new, the most recent patch. Obviously, uh, pulse rifles, uh, were very, very powerful this past, uh, before this weapon patch. What do you think of pulse rifles now? Where do they stand? I think actually, like it's it's kind of hard for some people to hear this, but I think everything is in a really great place, place as far as primaries are concerned. Um, primaries have hit like the, this like sweet spot where you know hand cannons came back up, pulse rifles, the really tough ones like the Liam. I don't even know how to say it, Leomilia or something. Ah, it's um, all right. The ones that actually hit like way too hard, like the messenger archetype. Uh, they're got they're they're just out like you can't use those anymore they they nerf those to hell um which is you know it's not bad it's not bad for the the pace of the game like it was kind of frustrating to like get too tapped um by a pulse rifle like that and uh they brought those down but like the regular like the medium area the nerwins the hawksaws they're, they're still usable they're still very usable in the crucible um you're finding that like the the hand cannons came back up. I've seen a lot of last words uh, this weekend, um, but it's kind of tough to put it all together because a lot of people are still trying things out. So you'll run into people that are using auto rifles to great effect right now because they're going up against people that are using something else that they're trying out. So uh, the med is hard to nail down this early. Like it'll take a few weeks of trials and regular crucible gameplay to figure it out but i think uh, i think we're going in the right direction here it's a good thing they got srl going on right now because by the time yeah. it's done iron banner will be here and everybody will figure out what gun to use and we'll know <laughs> we'll know exactly what the meta is as soon as iron banner comes out um you know i i am seeing a lot of auto rifles now i'm seeing a lot of monte carlos uh mm-hmm. supercells the, i'm getting destroyed by supercells all over the place the Doctrine of Passing is probably one of the best guns right now. Doctrine of yeah. Passing is a great gun. I got, uh, you know, Ignite uh, helped me get that gun when he when he took me to the lighthouse. Which you <laughs> gotta take me to the lighthouse, Swain, man. I'm now I'm on, now I'm on PlayStation Four, dude. I'm still yet to get to the lighthouse. So uh, yeah, we, me and Bunzel, we'll, we'll get you there. Oh, perfect, man. Yeah. So you you yeah. I'm see that I'm trying to become a better PvP player as well because um you know because you know i stream every morning and there's just so much pve that i could do you know what i mean oh yeah, of course so pvp stays fresh no matter what you do every single day it's a, it's a new challenge and every single day yeah ever since the new weapon patch I'm, i've been touring around with guns and i think i found myself i think i found myself something that that i'm going to use uh Fenella's peril man it is a hand cannon from the iron banner 
It mm. is it is wrecking, man. I'm doing so good with that Fenella's Pearl. Pearl. I mean, in fact, this morning on my stream, in front of almost 200 people, I got raided by by uh, uh, Tefty Teft, a big streamer, in front of 200 people. Oh, nice. I was getting mercilesses all over the place, and I'm like, wow, <laughs> I'm normally not this good, but I don't know. It's this hand cannon that's just that's just doing a great job. Uh, so hand cannons to you, definitely back, right? Yeah, I mean, like, I think it's a very good. Uh sign that you're able to use a legendary hand cannon uh past two patches i think that was one of the biggest topics we talked about it was that legendary hand cannons aren't really usable they weren't really usable at all and you would just stick to the exotics you know the thorns last words uh you know hawk hawk moon and it's it, it's really telling that you're able to run in there with like Ice luna or the byronic hero or Fenella's peril uh it says a lot and that they're capable of like competing is uh I think it's great. I think it's great for the meta. It gives more diversity. You think Doesn't that was mean you have to be uh pigeonholed into one choice. You think it was Bungie's goal to try to get people away from the exotics and more towards the legendaries? Uh, I think I don't think they want to get people away from their exotics. I think they want people to sacrifice uh more to run the exotics. Uh that's why you're seeing like uh especially with armor perks with like uh the Acleophage they want you to sacrifice time for that extra fourth shot. Uh, they want you to sacrifice having, you know, um, with the Hawk Moon. They want you to be able to have like, all right, well, I'm going to use this as my exotic, but it's not always going to. You're going to throw that RNG into your the way you use it. Um, I I I think that's the I think that's their goal. They want you to choose, pick and choose where you want to use that exotic and make you sacrifice something to use it. They want people to just use different guns, man. They just don't want, you yeah. know, 12 thorns out there, you know? Yeah, and I think that's like that year one thorn last word meta was was uh, was tough, and they, they caught a lot of uh, guff for it. And it's it's nice now that I can, like, use my Mita, and it competes in that long range against uh, last word. But if I get too close, last word will wreck me. But uh, that, you know, I have to learn to play that play style. If you're just uh, tuning into my podcast, and I don't know why you would, because this is not a radio show you've been listening to from the beginning, but anyway, <laughs> it's just my old radio guy doing this. Uh, I'm uh, I'm being joined by Swain from Crucible Radio. Seriously, I don't know why I just did that. This is a podcast. People are listening from the beginning. <laughs> There's literally nobody tuning in in the middle. Who's yeah, tuning in in know. the middle? Someone could just be like, all right, let me skip ahead. Yeah, all right. Somebody may be at the gym. They paused it, and they went home. They're like, I forgot what I'm listening to. Anyway, so yeah, Swain from Crucible Radio. Uh, where do you think scout rifles are? at right now uh, like i said i i've been using mita the mita is pretty great right now i i would say that uh you could also use a gun like not like the others not like the others is pretty good um people really are attached to that dead orbit with the hung jury mm-hmm. uh, i can see why the- i got the um i got the tunella sr4 which also has firefly and man i was getting 61 crit <laughs> shots uh in pvp pvp the other day and uh, I was holding my own with that Tunella SR4. So, uh, yeah. to me, scout rifles are still in a perfect place. Oh yeah, and and it took, I would say, a lot of the uh, the patch notes. You you can't you can't look at them and see like, all right, well they did nothing to scout rifles. Like, what's the matter? Like, what what? Why wouldn't they change something? Uh, a lot of the patch notes end up being. You know, they changed everything else around it, and now that thing is good because of it. Uh, especially apparent with scout rifles, they changed all of the other archetypes of all the other guns around it, 
And uh, now scout rifles are in a very good place as far as you seeing them at the range they're intended to. Um, before you could get sniped for from long away for by the last word or by the thorn. And uh, now scout rifles, you, as long as you use them in the range that they're intended to be used, uh, you're set. You're solid. It's good for someone that likes to play defensive, uh, doesn't like to jump in. Uh, I like using the Mita because uh, it makes me faster and I can get away. Um, that's one of the biggest things that one of the biggest things I learned was you got to learn to back off and run away when you are in a bad spot, uh, especially when you when it comes to sniping. If you are going out against uh, another sniper and you don't get that first shot off, that's the first thing I do is I put the sniper away and I'll run, uh, reposition to a, a different spot because you know once the more time you spend aiming down sights and the more shots you fire, the less accurate you become. So, uh, shotguns, man, have you seen any difference? Uh, I, <laughs> this is another example of I, I think shotguns are in a good spot. Uh, they've, we talked about it before with, uh, I was Invicta long ago, and he was a year one blink shotgunner, like, to the fullest. Uh, and there, there was definitely some merit in using the blink shotgun method, and uh, you, you had to think about it. You had to be precise when you're going to run into that room and blink around and uh it did elevate you know, certain players i know that if i threw on a blink shotgun i got a little bit better um but in, in order to get like those like room sweeping kills like all three members of the other team in trials uh there there was still some skill to it and it, you know i like that they are keeping the skill in the shotgun uh, especially with having to plan your attack you have to know where everyone is. You have to know where you're going to jump into that room. Uh, it takes a little bit longer to, you know, take the gun out. And, you know, from running, it's a longer longer period to fire. So it, it takes a little bit of planning. I like that they're infusing that into shotguns a little bit more and uh, bringing them up to where, like, you know, snipers are not easy to use. And everybody thinks it's like, oh, snipers are really easy. You just got the aim assist, you know. Just point it and shoot. You'll get the headshot, right? Uh, but it's 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 not that easy. And uh, shotguns now are along those lines. You can't really run and you know, run and gun like you used to before. What's your best PvP class? What do you what 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 works for Swaim? Uh, I mean, I'm currently using Striker Titan, and that's uh, the amount of armor that you can get on the Striker Titan right now is kind of ridiculous. I love using my my uh, my. Blade Dancing Hunter, man. I'm very good with my Blade Dancing Hunter, man. I, I, I find myself getting lots of uh, triple downs, you know, mercilesses when I get when I jump on my Blade Dancer. I don't know what it is. I don't know if it's in my head or if it's a placebo <laughs> effect, man. But the when map I, this week was pretty good for the Blade Dancer. Yeah, when I when I get on that when I get on that Blade Dancer, man, I just I just feel good. And I just start uh, mowing people down. And, uh, so what, what, what is your perfect loadout? What is, what is, what is Swaim rocking into a, into a trials weekend? Uh, currently, uh, I was using, this map was, was good for shotguns. So I was rocking the conspiracy theory with the Mida for that long range and short range abilities. Uh, but there was times over the weekend where I was, uh, Mida thousand yards there, uh, just because, the other parts of my team were using shotguns. Uh, we always like to keep at least one uh, sniper on our team. That way, we can get the revive snipe if it comes down to it, uh, or you know, if if we need to have that last man's last guardian standing moment. 
The thousand yard stare is good for that. Thousand yard stare is just the uh, sniper rifle right now for Crucible. Well, I mean, it's it's tough because they didn't give us any diversity. Uh, there's that high impact sniper rifle that can revive snipe. It's really that or still piercer if you're a hunter and it's a tough choice you know you got to choose whether or not you want the revive snipe or you want you know variety or a different aim assist or a different scope i know people like the uh defiance of yasmin and i i i like being able to revive snipe so i keep the thousand yards there i would love it if they gave us more uh that had a had high impact um but they seem to limit it pretty uh strictly each each time they do releases of guns they're like all right well there's going to be maybe two or three that can do it so that's why you're seeing a lot of thousand yard stairs were you able to get your miter right before the patch or you had to kind of <laughs> or you got lucky after <laughs> i got uh i i had a tough time because i switched my psn in august so that everything was in line so swain stash across the board <laughs> Smart. on uh, twitter on psn all that so I'm having. Uh, I'm still catching up. I my f- my first uh, PSN had everything on it, and now with all the new stuff and trying to catch up with Taken King, I'm finally getting things. Um, Zer brought around the primary legacy engram on Friday, so I just hit that up and ended up with the uh, the Mita from that, and then bought the Year Two version from the kiosk and threw a bunch of th- things in it to infuse it. So. It's a, uh, it's back. Oh, it's congratulations! Back. I love man. it. <laughs> I feel you there, man, because I played, I played, I've been playing Destiny since beta on Xbox One, and I recently got a PlayStation Four, and I got one character there, and it's like, man, I feel like I'm so overwhelmed. I'm like, because I'm on Xbox, I jump on there, and I'm like, I got a million things, I got a million consumables, I got this and that. <laughs> it doesn't matter. I can infuse this into this into that because I have so many ingredients. And then when I come to PlayStation Four, it's like, oh, I got this gun. Oh, I got nothing to infuse it into. Oh, I'm going to have to use it at 280 for a little while until I get something, man. Yeah. So, so that's why I need I need to go to the lighthouse. I need to finish hard mode raid. I need to do all that stuff on the PlayStation 4. And I know I know you're a guy that could take me uh to the lighthouse Wayne, if we if we get that set up. Yeah, um, it's, it's it's I would say it's really tough when you when you're just first starting because like you're so used to that backlog of things. It's like Oh man, I was like, oh crap. Ah, yeah, never exactly. mind. <laughs> I know exactly. That exactly. Perfect. I say, oh man, oh, oh. exactly. Because you get a legendary you some, um, or you get an exotic though. and you want to infuse it. Like, I got no exotic shards. Well, I have no backup old year one exotics that I could I could dismantle to, to get this stuff. So I'm stuck, you know? Yeah. It, I, I would say that it gives me perspective on other people that are just starting. Uh, I can definitely. Uh, you know, relate to them and be like, all right, well, yeah, you know, this is why this is in the game because if you were gear one, you would really appreciate it. Yeah. You know, some people get, uh, I wouldn't say jaded, but they, they forget that they're, they've been playing for a year and change and not everyone has the same things they do. Exactly. Like I'm playing, I'll be streaming and I'm on and I'm on PlayStation Four, and I'll have people yelling at me in my chat. Drop a three of coins. Drop a this. Drop it. I'm like, I don't have any of that stuff, guys. Like, <laughs> cut me some freaking slack. I don't have any of that stuff. Oh man. So are you are you a heavy machine gun or a rocket launcher guy? Uh, I I would say that I I switch both uh, depending on the map, depending on the situation. Uh, trials is strictly rockets because I can't take the risk of someone rocketing me off the map. Yeah. Um, but. Regular Crucible sixes for sure. I'll use a machine gun uh, simply because I know that I can not necessarily hide, but I can play the map to my advantage. And 
uh, sneak up on people or uh, once the rockets are done and my team gets rid of all their heavy, I'm basically running around with like, you know, two shot kills. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Uh, so, uh, you know, I know this is a long conversation, but give a few, give people a few tips on how they can be a better PVP player. Cause I, I, you know, there's a bunch of people out there like, man, I can't get, I can't get over five kills. What's going on? They don't even try <laughs> PVP. They just stick to PVE. Can you, you know, a, a couple of tips for people uh, that, that want to do more PVP and want to get a little better. Uh, I mean, the first thing would be to take it slow. Uh, don't rush around because that'll get you killed. Uh, rushing around like a chicken with your head cut off is one of the number one things. Like I can expect that someone's going to run around the corner. Uh, I, you know, I know that that person's playing reckless, so I will, you know, anticipate them playing reckless. Uh, it may feel good to run and gun like that, but uh, it's not going to get you kills. It's not going to keep your KD up. So uh, one of the best things is that find a corner of the map that you know that you're comfortable in, something that has the wall to, to your back, and just kind of move around. You know, move in one direction, that, like move towards A or move towards B, but always find your way back to your little spot. Uh, even if you get killed, you know, try and move your way back to that spot. Uh, slowly but surely, if you need to get a kill, you know, move up, get the kill, move back. And that'll preserve your KD. It may not get you all the kills at first, but it'll it'll teach you good habits of finding a corner and making your own, making it your own. And uh, th- that'll, that'll, that'll just build a base towards a better play style. Uh, one of the other things we talked about was, uh, as far as sniping is concerned, I never try. Well, I'm still learning. It's something I'm still learning, but never try and take the second sniper shot, especially if they're getting flinch on you. Uh, it will never, almost never work. There'll be that once in a you know blue moon that you'll get it off, but uh, for the most part, if you miss that first you know sniper shot, back off. Or if you do get the body shot, switch to your prim- primary. Uh, finish up with your primary. Because uh, getting a second sniper shot off once you've already fired one, like I said, that accuracy you know diminishes the longer you're like the more you're shooting. So, uh, un- scoping, unscoping that's that's important. Uh, movement around the map's important, uh, and then you know simply just map knowledge. Uh, don't don't be discouraged if you're you know you're getting killed a lot uh, and you don't know the map. Uh, one of the biggest things is it's just like learn the angles, learn where the boxes are, where you can find cover, the escape routes, and then that'll help you anticipate someone's movements and anticipate someone's actions. Holy crap, that was a lot to take in. That was, <laughs> that was a lot. My goodness. Well, that, that's all, all good tips. Basically, the beginning was telling uh, Guardian, don't run and gun anymore, man. Stop being a, a D-bag. <laughs> Stop running and gunning. By the way, I hear clicking back there. Are you currently holding a controller and, and running around tower or something? <laughs> I'm, I am just uh, signing off my PS4. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome, man. Well, Swain, man, th- well, one more, one more quick question. I, things always pop up in my head before, before uh, I always end up interviews. Will fusion rifles ever be any good in PvP ever again? Uh, I would hope so. I think, the, I think they took an approach this patch with uh, fusion rifles. Uh, kind, kind of like how they did the other archetypes of guns. Uh, they want to have different ways of killing people in that archetype uh and it doesn't really work out with fusion rifles fusion rifles they're supposed to be like that one shot you know you hit them with all the bolts and they they die and uh it's tough to do that uh and have their different archetypes so like there's the the hard hitting slow charging fusion rifles uh that work and they one hit ko 
And then they wanted to make it so that the lower end, the fast fusion, uh, you know, fast charging ones, are really hard to kill right outright, uh, which is great. You know, it it brings variety to the class, um, but it doesn't feel right to some people. And I think it takes some. It's going to take some adapting to the playstyle. Um, but it's tough. They're, they're trying to do something different, and it's not pleasing everyone. Whereas, like, year one, everyone was like, all right, well, I'll get any fusion rifle, and I'll try and make it as fast-charging as possible. And once you get that fast-charging or that, you know, enhanced battery perk, you're like, all right, well, this is great. I'm going to run around and one-shot, you know, one-hit KO people all around the map from crazy range. Um, it, it may take some time. It's a unique gun to Destiny, so... <laughs> I hope so. I really like using uh, Telesto. I really like using the Thesian. Yeah, we'll you said it right in the head, man. I really love that Telesto. If you could really put all six bolts into somebody, you could get that Telesto is a one shot kill because it got the, you know, not only it lands on them, but then it explodes on them. So if if, the, yep. if you can get it, you know, most of the time you're hitting one or two, and and it's not gonna, you're not going to kill, but it just melts bosses in PVE though, man. The, the Telesto oh, yeah. is amazing. I got my black spindle the other day on PS4. And I was just telestoing everything. I mean, everything was just. <laughs> I just whipped out the telesto. I said, once we got once we got the shadow, the the the, the tannics down, the taken tannics down. I mm-hmm. just got telesto out and just started melting everything around me, <laughs> and uh, and we got the black spindle on one try. I got I got the black spindle on my first try, on my PS4. <laughs> That's which, awesome. Yeah, it was a pretty amazing. I was kind of shocked. Uh, it took me forever on Xbox One to get it. But, That's how uh, it felt to me, too. <laughs> oh, man, it felt great. But quickly, SRL, man, your thoughts. Do you like it? Yeah, yeah, it's fun. It's a great source for 320 gear. Uh, you know, it's not it's not guaranteed, but you, know, you can keep playing, having a good time with your friends. Uh, we use it to break up when we're, ha- you know, when we're on tilt. You're having a bad time in the Crucible. All right, well, let's do some racing. Yeah, have some fun for a little bit, and then nice. we'll go back. And you're the only one that I've watched so far, because I watch a lot of streamers. You're the only one I've seen that finishes in the top three consistently, man. <laughs> you're just yeah, there's, there's some technique to it. You gotta, I, I watched Invicta. He put out a, a little bit of a guide for how to uh, effectively sparrow race. I know my, my, my guy, Paul Tassi, put an article on how to, how to be a good sparrow racer. One of his tips is, like, ignore the other racers. Don't even worry about them. <laughs> you're just ra- It's you and the map. And I'm like... Huh. I took that advice. Boom. I've been getting I've been getting a lot better. Just ignore people. Like don't even worry about bumping them. Just hit gates and go and don't even worry about trying to get shortcuts or any of this stuff yeah, because but, and one of the other things is like I never use the brake. I always use these side movements. Yes. So like I, I use those on the thumbsticks instead of the top. You know, you just uh, when you need to like hit the the corner a little bit hard, you know, just hit the thumbstick real quick and you that get that lateral movement. Yeah, that's that's key. Yeah, and the, and strafe, the other thing the is, like, don't, well, worry, don't worry to... about hitting all the gates because sometimes yeah, you're going to need to miss a gate to make a tighter corn, corner. Exactly. Well, Swain, bro, thank you very much for joining me. Uh, tell the people where they could find you, Swain. Tell them, tell them everywhere, man. Every, everything, everywhere. <laughs> oh, you can find uh, Crucible Radio at Crucible Radio on Twitter. Uh, you can find me on Twitter, Swain Stash underscore CR. I am also on Twitch. Uh, that's just Swain Stash. Uh yeah, that's that's pretty much it. <laughs> Twitch.tv slash Swain Stash. You guys should go check him out. Of course, he plays a lot of Crucible. And uh, do you ca- do you ever carry viewers, or you're gonna stay away from there? Uh, we're, we're I wouldn't say we're perfectly good at carrying people yet. So uh, me and Bones are working on it. Give me a, give me a month or so. I think we can 
we can successfully. All try. right, they're gonna beta test taking people to the lighthouse with me, and then <laughs> uh, once uh, we get to the lighthouse, I'll report to everybody, guys. Swain Stash and Bones will take you to the lighthouse. So there you go. That's where you can find uh, Swain Stash. Uh, wish you could have had Bones on, but hey, listen, one one is better than nothing. So there they go. <laughs> So thank you, Swain, man. Uh, and, uh, well, thank you. Uh, thank you, and, and I hope you have a great day. You too. want to thank Swain from Crucible Radio for coming on with me. That was very interesting to have him on there, man. Talking PvP is very interesting because I'm trying to be a better PvP player, and uh, talking with him really made me think. In fact, as soon as I finished talking with him, uh, I re- actually started to play some Crucible stuff and started to, um, to implement some of the stuff that he told me about, and uh, it really started working for the most part, until I got tired and started continuing to do just my, just to do my running and gunning. All right, it's time for that time of the show where we give out shout-outs. So, you know, I love this time. You know, I'm all about the support smaller streamers. I'm all about supporting smaller streams. If you've seen the hashtag, hashtag support smaller streams. That's me. I'm the guy who invented that. If you've been uh, listening to the show, you know exactly what I'm talking about. If you've been following me for a while, you know exactly what I am talking about. The first shout out this week goes to Seriously I I I I. Uh, she comes to my uh, Twitch channels every morning. She's super nice. Uh, she's a big supporter of hashtag support smaller streams. Uh, she's always using the hashtag and she's a small streamer herself. So her Twitch handle is twitch.tv slash seriously I I I I. Another guy I want to give a shout out to all the way from Scotland. It's Scotty A. 1995, that's Scotty A. 1995. I gave his uh, viewers and his channel a new name called The Bloody Bangers. So go check out The Bloody Bangers, Scotty A. 1995, twitch.tv slash Scotty A. 1995. Go into his channel and say, hey, Bloody Banger. And of course, tell him that Guardian Outpost sent you. And my final shout out has to go to Mr. 2000. I call him Mr. 2000 because he became. Uh, friend number 2000 on Twitch. I have reached 2000 friends on Twitch. Thank you guys very much for helping me get there and for showing me very much support. Well, Mr. 2000 is going to get himself a shout out here on my podcast. He is a Twitch streamer himself. He is twitch.tv slash Ace Archie. Twitch.tv slash Ace Archie. A-C-E-A-R-C-H-I-E. Ace Archie. Mr. 2000. Make sure when you go into his channel, you say, hey, what's up, Mr. 2000? I'm here because of Guardian Outpost. All right, and that'll do it for this week's podcast episode number 24. For episode number 25, which coincidentally is going to debut on Christmas Eve, uh, I'm thinking of doing sort of like a best of the year, best of episode, uh, because I think it's going to be my final episode of the year will be next week's episode uh, so once again, I want to thank Swain Stash for joining me, uh, this week. You can find him, uh, Swain Stash underscore CR on Twitter, Swain Stash on Twitter. And of course you can, f- you can listen to him on Crucible Radio, a very, very popular podcast. Uh, but yeah, next week I'm probably thinking of doing like a best of episode or if I could squeeze together some more guests, I might just do another guest, but I'm thinking next week, next week's episode is probably going to be a best of episode. And it's probably going to be my final episode of the year. There will be no no episode uh, on December 31st. Uh, going to be a little busy. Going to be out of town. So thank you guys for listening. Uh, everybody have a safe and wonderful holiday. Uh, and I will see you guys in the wild.